0: Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Chef Martin Lopez. He is a professional chef, food writer, blogger, culinary journalist, published author, culinary ambassador for the Hispanic and Latin community, TV personality and host, and apparently a person that doesn't sleep very much.
1: Uh, yeah, you can tell that because my pl- my bag's be under my eyes, right, Mitch? No, I was looking at, uh,
0: wh- what else do you do? Oh, I do this as well. I do all kinds of amazing things. So, thank hi, you, thank you for thank being you. on today. I am
1: excited. I'm super stoked about being here.
0: This is awesome. So, tell me, I mean, y- you have had this amazing journey to become what you have become as mm-hmm. far as a chef. So, give us some of the awesomeness that's happened
1: Meeting people and uh, growing as a uh, ambassador for the Hispanic community, I think that's one of the things that have really made me feel accomplished um, because my entire life was always obviously about cooking. Right. I started from a very early age and uh, being able to step out and meet people and uh, help them. Um, understand the culture the mexican culture the hispanic culture uh, the latino culture it's it's an honor to me but at the same time it's a huge responsibility because i like to be honest and truth about everything that i that i um showcasing to the people so with that um you know there's all this passion that comes with it and all this amazing people that i'm getting to meet through the journey so it's been awesome
0: so who was the person that, that, was there someone in your life that was the the cook that you went, I am going to do that?
1: Oh, my gosh, my mother.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you know, even though um, I was a little child, I was a, I mean, I started cooking with my mom since I was five. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, in the kitchen. And uh, that was one of the things that she was always you know what you know what are you gonna do let's go to the market so I started to recognize a lot of the ingredients before I even know how to cook them. because I would go to the you know farmers market and uh, with her which are very popular in Mexico and uh, and get the groceries for the day so I learned about the ingredients and then how to cook them so yeah she was my my mentor and, and my uh, my best ranch oh. yeah
0: <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Wow. Was there a, a certain dish that was your favorite to cook when you were a kid? Um,
1: pastries. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pastries, See, yeah. This is, we're going to
0: get along really good. <laughs> I have a joke about wanting to be a dessertarian where I only eat dessert. <laughs>
1: Perfect. We'll be best friends. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things um, in Mexico, obviously, the weather is nice and it's beautiful all the time. It's like in the 70s all year round. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Mexico City. Okay. So the the weather is always like, you know, 70s, 80s, uh, but sometimes drops a little bit. So you're looking at low 60s. Uh, so it gets a little chilly.
0: Yeah, but I can do that kind of chilly. Yes. Not yes. the 30 degrees it's, and below. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in order for the house to be warm and cozy, my mom will just bake a cake. Or something, and that'd be just in the afternoons. So my memories as a child will be to hey, let's bake a cake and warm up the house and make it feel comfortable and cozy. So you know, she always had some what something going. on What a good
0: idea! Yeah,
1: and the oven would I warm love up the house, this. and it smelled good, and it was awesome. So oh, I still, cool. you know, the the memory still continues now. So at home in the afternoons, I like to even put you know cinnamon tea in the stove. It just makes that really comfortable.
0: Right. Well, and food, it, it's that, right? Food is such an emotional thing for sure. us. You know, it, sure. it's like it ties us to home, like the smells, it, it ties us to culture. It's a way for people to, you know, commune together. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much around food, it br- it's incredibly important.
1: Yes, it is. And it brings people together, you yeah. know, and that's, it's a celebration. And that's one of the things that being a chef, I feel that responsibility that is not only about feeding people the right way, you know, making sure that you i bring a word of not only that the ingredients the 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 latin hispanic um gastronomy has to offer but also bring the awareness of the importance of the meals that we eat every day right because it seems that as a community as a culture as a humanity we're, we're forgetting what the, the 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 feeding is about and it's yeah it's to feel uh, our hunger but it's also to feel our soul and our spirits and it's a celebration so that's my goal. That's what I. That's what well, I. Preach and you're about. awesome. I mean, look at all
0: these <laughs> things that you do.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's my passion. Like I said, it goes from writing uh, for little kids. Um, I have this amazing partnership with Kitchen Club Kids, where I'm writing. Um, for little kids. I mean, books for little kids to learn how to cook. Oh, cool.
0: And like little cookbooks? Little little
1: cookbooks and teaches them uh, how to recognize ingredients and give them the actual recipe so they can cook at home with their parents. So it's really cool. And I need to bring you some of those. That is so,
0: it's so important because really you think about how many kids know drive through McDonald's.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? Um, and I mean, I don't want to diss McDonald's. It has its place, but a, I sure. think a lot of people do not. I love the idea of recognizing ingredients. Absolutely. Right. So knowing that, and I think all kids should learn like, you can take these following things, and if you put them together in this way, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, shouldn't everybody have a few dishes that they know how to cook?
1: Exactly. Right? and or, or even hold a knife, you know, because right. safety is important. And, and uh, if you start them young, they're going to understand that a, a knife, it's an object that could harm you at, at home. And if you learn how to manipulate a knife or being away from the heat, from the stove, from the oven... All this stuff that it's only going to be safety for the kid, but it's also going to understand the ingredients and be able to recognize what's healthy, uh, what's good for you, and start making smart choices for one day, an adult, and um, you know, start eating for a better for a better life.
0: So you're in Mexico City as a child, and what was the first? Like, did you get a job in the? Was a job in the restaurant the first deal, or actually,
1: was- you know, it was funny because I grew up in an area where. Um, the television and, and the, the TV industry was pretty predominant. Okay. So the majority of my friends were somehow associated with uh, the, the that industry. Okay. Um, Televisa and TV Azteca and Studios Churubusco, which it was almost like similar to Hollywood, California. Okay. But it was in Mexico City. So um, I started to work in uh, in Televisa, which is a TV studio. So I go back many years into the TV scene and the radio and all that. So I'm really familiar with it. So it's funny that now after so many years in my journey, in my career, that is coming back. And that's why I really, uh, not a stranger to, to television and radio because I spending so much time when I was a kid with it.
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And then how did food come into play then is like this is going to be, this is what I'm gonna do with my, my myself as my career?
1: Um, well, uh, I moved in back in the early '80s, late '90s. Uh, I moved here to the United States. Okay. I arrived to Alton, Illinois, which is a little town in Illinois, right across the street from, or across the river from Missouri. And uh, it was a very dark month for me because I came from Mexico City. We moved in January, and it was dark and it was uh, cold. Um, and the shorts were super short. It was like <laughs> you know, it was dark at you know three o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, it, it was strange to me. So it was a culture yeah, shock, right? But I was able to overcome with that and uh, you know understand that you know this is this well, is why home now. Alton. My father was originally from Alton. He oh, was
0: okay. He was a,
1: a Mexican immigrant um, back in the days, and that was his home.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: So my my grandparents were there. Uh, they were the first generation that came to the states okay so uh when he came back it was uh you know he said we're going to come back to the united states and i was in you know 14 years old
0: oh then it had to be hard it
1: was hard i left all That's my a friends hard and, time. Yeah. yeah so not being able to go outside and play and all that it was it was a culture shock but i it was it didn't last long you know i got to meet amazing people and you know got to go to school and uh, Start learning English, which was a challenge, you know, as if any immigrant, but I felt it was a responsibility, uh, to learn the English and communicate because yeah. I was, I was here. I, but I that is home.
0: still difficult at 14. I at mean, 14 that's, years old, yeah, yeah. yeah, right.
1: Wow. Yeah. But uh, I, I met amazing people and they helped me through the journey of growing up and, uh, and then I moved away to Texas, and ever since then I knew that I was going to be a chef. Got ya. I knew it. I knew, I knew there had to be something related with food that it was going to take me, and I was going to be the best chef ever. And it was funny, Mitch, because I was um, the first time I ever wore a chef coat. I put it on, and I went to the to the restroom, which they had this huge mirrors, and I started working for the Hyatt. Okay. Uh, just as a part time while I was um, in school in the University of Texas, and I went to the to the restroom, and there was this huge mirror. And I just put my chef coat and I opened my arms and I was like, "Okay, here we go." Here we go! Oh my gosh,
0: I love it. That's awesome. So that you just knew it. You're like, "This is the first step in yep. an awesome long journey that I'm going to be on."
1: Yep, and we're talking about maybe uh, I want to say probably about thirty years ago.
0: Very cool. We will take a quick break and we will be right back with Chef Martin. We are back with chef martin okay so during the break uh-huh. we found out that you had an established audience at a very young age for your cooking shows that you would do please tell us <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: all right so uh well this brings us back with my childhood um i, I wanted to uh like i was telling you i kind of grew up in an area where tv and radio was pretty you know, prominent. um so uh I always dreamed of me being on, you know, on TV, and always had, uh, you know, being able to teach and showcase my talents. So I would get behind my mom's um, countertop, and I will cook, Um, and I will force my sisters and brothers to uh, sit in front and uh, and watch me cook. (laughs) Are you the oldest? (laughs) I'm one of the youngest. Oh, really? So some of the elder ones. (laughs) Got it, and they will like, Yeah, okay, Martin, whatever. We'll watch you cook, we watch you cook exactly. (laughs) But the younger ones, you know, they're like, Dude, we don't want to watch you cook, and my sisters will be crying, and I'll be like, No, you everybody's gonna sit there, and everybody's gonna (laughs) watch me.
0: But the audiences nowadays are not crying, right? We're unless you're cutting up onions or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, my family they're great supporters, they they've seen my passion and my journey so. I would like to say they're my number one fans.
0: I'm sure they are. They're great. So tell us about, I mean, so, you know, it's been such an evolving, I mean, it just seems like you're going to continue to evolve into all different sorts of places. But tell us, like, what is some of your favorite things you have done or are doing?
1: Well, um, like we mentioned before, I mean, other than working on my second book, uh, which is, you know, uh, Flavors of Mexico, that's what um, I'm going to call it. Um, It's uh, the the one that uh, um, Kitchen Club Kids is really uh, close to me because it really brings a strong message to healthy, strong um, awareness of uh, how important it is to teach the the little children how to cook. Yes. Um, So that's really important to me. Uh, another thing too is I, I continue to do my my uh, presentations on TV. It's really important uh, for the same reason. I, I like to showcase and teach people the the amazing Mexican gastronomy and everything that comes with it. Uh, the culture is very important. Be able to showcase and talk about that as well. Um, you know, like the Mexican holidays, Dia de los Muertos, Cinco de Mayo. Right. Know? Cinco de Mayo thinks, everybody thinks it's the Mexican independence, which more people are starting to get it and, and understand.
0: And it's not a big deal in Mexico, yeah, yeah, is it?
1: It isn't. I mean, <laughs> this is the Batalla we're de all Puebla. Like
0: margaritas.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's all about Mexico when it comes to Cinco de Mayo, but really nobody understands why. So with that, my passion is to be able to communicate what, those holidays stand for because culture just comes tied with uh, the holidays, right? right. Um, Las Posadas, um, which is um, days before Christmas. Right. It's also a huge uh, holiday in Mexico, and I like to be able to showcase those Um, so there is a Navidad, it's another one, the smells, the traditions, um, actually what the piñatas come from, because a lot of people think a piñata, you fill it with candy and little kids come out, but... What does it come from? In reality, a piñata comes from Christmas. It's, it's, we use a piñata in Mexico for Christmas time. Okay. So we fill it with, with fruit and it's got, um, sugar cane and it's got, uh, oranges and, um mandarins and a lot of different fruits and it really it's when you seal the piñatas we don't use them for birthdays i mean sometimes we do and kind of evolved and you uh, don't put candy in them. and we don't put candy no it's all filled with 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 fruit gotcha. uh, but it's so there's a lot of different things that i like to really talk about my culture and the amazingness that it brings to to different parts of the world not only here in the united states but across the across the world
0: so talk about Dia de los Muertos. Do you do um, the sugar skulls? And yes. I, oh, oh man, those are yeah. I love those.
1: <laughs> that is that is one of my favorite holidays because there's a lot of components to make the Dia de los Muertos. Again, it's culture, it's art, and it's food. Right? How can right. you go wrong? Right, right, so, right. So, <laughs> so the sugar skulls uh, they represent um, a lot of the times when I, especially when I was doing. Probably about ten years ago, I was trying to showcase what it was, and I would bring all the sugar skulls, and people would be like, "What? You know, this is kind of spooky, and right. uh, you know, but it's not Halloween. The no. other Los Muertos represents life, and it's a celebration of 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 what it was there before. Right. So we see and we honor and we celebrate people that passed away. So that's what Dia de los Muertos is. And the sugar skulls, it's a, a, traditionally you make them or they make them and then you give them to your friends as a token of love. And you normally would put the name on their forehead okay. right, of the little sugar uh, skull and you give it to them and they say, here, I love you, Happy Dia de los Muertos. Aww. And then they will you know, keep it as a momentum or, or a lot of the times they'll make them and they bring them to their, their graves of someone that... You know the the past and uh, as a memory of them, people bring um, food, mole, um, all these different amazing foods. They bring them out to their graves um, to again to honor and celebrate the the people that passed.
0: That's so awesome, and oh, I have to say, and I love the art around. Yes. I love the artwork around. It's one of those the things colors. I've always been very attracted to. Sure. You know, you'll find it at my house. Oh, really? Yeah. I have purchased items. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we
1: have a, I did a, uh, I was part of the, uh, with the Hispanic Festival Inks here in St. Louis. Um, we have a huge Dia de los Muertos event in the uh, St. Louis History Museum in oh, Forest Park. cool. So uh, I, We'll invite everybody who uh, you know is listening to check it out. It's usually in October, okay. uh, November, somewhere around there. Um, and uh, but yeah, they, it's a it's a beautiful display with really high end uh, art. Because um, a lot of people will, if they enjoy art, they will enjoy this this exhibit because it's absolutely full of color and, and amazingness.
0: Very cool. So what other? Issues do us Americans have in understanding Mexican <laughs> <and> Hispanic culture? Because <laughs> <I don't, laughs> we're all like single to my own. Everybody right, in Mexico is right, right. like, yeah, it's just not a thing.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's just, uh, you know, bringing people the awareness and and clear things out. You know, right. because again, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of people say, um, and this often happens to me, is like I ask them, have you been to Mexico? And yeah, I was in Tijuana once, and that's really not Mexico. Right. You know, right. I don't. I don't want people to think that people to think that Mexico is, you know, crime and all this pollution and all this stuff. Because right. once you go far into Mexico, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, the people are warm. Uh, they're they always want to give you something to eat, and yes. you're gonna find out, which I'm sure some of our listeners already had. Um, people in Mexico, they always extend a hand to help and to give you something to eat. It's in our blood. It's I in our agree. Well, <laughs> and
0: one of my favorite places, Isla Mujeres. I haven't been yes. in a while, but that was like one of those places that I loved to go because now I'm I'm kind of sad because I heard the the reef isn't as healthy as it used to be. Yes. Which tends to be a problem nowadays. Sure. Um, but there's, the parts of Mexico I've been to, I have always felt that, the Mexican people are just like, you're our friend, we just met. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, because that's how I operate. I'm like, I, oh, we're friends, you right, know, right, because right. we're part of the human race, we're all buddies, exactly. you know. <laughs> uh, and I always felt that way, you know, so how cool. you so awesome. No, well, you're yeah. an awesome ambassador.
1: Thank you, thank you. And I tried really hard. Uh, you know, just speaking of Isla Mujeres, I have a, uh, A very dear friend in in Cancun, uh, not Isla Mujeres, but uh, somewhere in Yucatan. I can't remember exactly where she's at. But she's got uh, an amazing school. Um, It's called Mexico Lindo. And that's another uh, partnership that I have, uh, which uh, people will actually go to her school. um, And she has like, it's like a tour. Uh, You can do like a one day or three day or even nine days. Uh, and she teach you how to cook authentic Mexican food.
0: Really? Yes. So how fun! It's
1: amazing. What happens is she'll pick you up from the airport, uh, takes you to the hotel, and then you start. You know, and it's it's an amazing opportunity for you know anybody who wants to learn how to cook Mexican food. That's a place to go.
0: What a fun vacation too. It is
1: a vacation and you drink and you're having tequilas and you learn about (laughs) cooking and you know, she takes care of you. You can't go wrong with that. No, 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 (laughs) no. Well, I love
0: it. Well thank you. We're gonna take another break. We'll be right back. We are back with Chef Martin Lopez, and it's question time. Okay, the, I, this is so easy to do questions <laughs> for you because these are totally things I want to ask you. Okay. So you have your eye on the food trends. What's, what's the coming trend that we should all definitely be like, let's do that?
1: Okay, well, one of the things, in fact, we just had a... Uh, a big expo with uh, Missouri Meetings and Events Magazines. Oh, really? And we had a really nice uh, discussion panel with... Uh, I'm, I'm also part of the faculty for the St. Louis Community College. Okay. And I'm with uh, the uh, Baking and Pastry Program. Um, which is an amazing program. Wait, by the did way. you just
0: say bacon and pastry? Yes, this is a good combination. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna
1: we're gonna rock it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you know what what we did at the expo, we had a, a discussion about what's trending and what's coming up that is gonna be, you know, hot. And obviously, believe it or not, Mexican food is gonna be one of those. A new healthy, uh, organic Mexican food. Um, because a lot of the things yesterday on, on my show on TV, um, I had a presentation of how to do, you know, the, the healthy choices of Mexican food uh, that is not all fried or it's not all, you know, with meat. Um, there's a lot of really, really good Mexican food that is healthy and good for you. Right. And then if you're a vegetarian, there's a lot of options. And then if you're a vegan, there's a whole lot of options. Um, so th- that's what we felt that it was and what I feel that is going to be trending is all that the, it's going to continue cuz it's already here um you know the the vegan the vegetarian all those um, but it, it, it's going to bring some of the awareness of how easy it is to turn any mexican dish into that
0: Oh cool. Yeah. And and isn't I mean like vegan okay mm-hmm. you know so rice and beans is a huge part of Sure. And, That's a full protein, correct? Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's one of the things. Actually, my husband, he's vegan. So he's like really, you know, he's really like, yeah, put me into a challenge where I have to make sure that I touch uh, that, even though I really wasn't familiar with it um, maybe about four years ago. Now I'm really starting to get into it because- I'm kind of forced into it, you know, how is it, it's challenging because. Well,
0: if you're going to cook for him, he won't eat it. It, it, (laughs) That's cool. I was like, I have, I have a challenge for you. I'm going vegan. What are you going to do with that? (laughs) Right. I'm going to take away the
1: cheese. I'm going to take away the butter. I'm going to take away, you know, all the meats. So fix me something. And it was like, wow. So what are my choices? You know, lettuce, carrots? Right. Well, there's yeah, a yeah. lot more. There's of a lot more. Of course
0: there is. When you so. really learn, yeah. So yeah. That's so cool. Bacon yes. and pastries. Hello.
1: Exactly. <laughs> when can I go?
0: All right. <laughs> um, okay, is there so is there a country out there that you real that you've yet to go to that you so want to visit and try their food?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one one of one of the places that I think it would be really interesting to go to. with any, uh, like China, uh, Japan, anything like that. I think it will be amazing because it, I, knowing and growing in Mexico, I travel through South America, um, a lot of the countries down there. But I think, uh, obviously I've been to Europe, um, you know, the, the basic countries, um, Italy and Germany and France. But I still need to experience some of the farther away countries. I've never countries. been over
0: there either. And, the, and the, that, and they eat, I mean, it's so different. Yes. That's why I want to go experience it. Exactly. Because it's so very different.
1: Yeah, the Vietnamese food and, and they bring, you know, oddly enough, I see a lot of uh, ingredients that are very similar to the, the ingredients that they use in South America. Okay. So a lot of cilantro, a lot of the peppers. Uh, True, yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, avocados, mangoes, that kind of tropical um, ingredients so I'm looking forward to that I think it'll be amazing experience and uh, but if, when I go I want to spend a good you know maybe six months
0: I'm going with you. Uh, are we going? Let me know are when ready? we're going, and <laughs> <we'll>, we go. <laughs> I'll sign
1: up for that trip for sure. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, it's amazing.
0: Six months of just oh yeah, eating oh, and, yeah. and and experiencing. So one of the things I, I liked is you were you talked about on your website. You were talking mm-hmm. about how you wish to share information about different industry issues, trends, and ideas without gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And I loved the thought of the without gimmicks. And yes. I want you to t- talk to that. What does that mean to you?
1: Well. You know, one of the things, um, as, a, as a chef, I always get, you know, obviously we have to, with what I do, I have to make uh, a living, right? And I have to get sponsors, or I have to do product engagements, or, you know, when I have to use certain brands, um, that kind of stuff. Which, a lot of the times, that could be a little gimmicky. Right, right. Um, right. So I try not to, um, make it where if people feel pressured to go into the website and say, well, I want to see this recipe, but all these little pop-ups come up, all these little engagements where, you know, or yeah, we can sign up and then we'll give you access to the recipes or that kind of stuff. It's just straightforward. Right. You know, I do it for a passion. I don't make money out of my website. Uh, I do it because I love what I for what I do. Um, and I like sharing um, my knowledge and my culture and who I am. So that's what Chefmartin.net is. It's it's about sharing. It's not about making a penny if you click there or making, you know, money if you buy from us. It's it's really not about that. It's about sharing what we stand for.
0: I like it. Thank Very
1: you. cool. Oh. Yes, so absolutely. It's,
0: it's, and, and that's, I love authenticity. And yes. that's what it, 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 you know, it's like, this is authentic.
1: Yes, and it's it's very authentic. There's no, I try to make everything the way um, they eat it, like all the recipes, they're, you know, they're the way we do it in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not Tex-Mex, it's just, if you like chile rellenos, we have a great recipes for chiles in Ogada, um, great recipes for salsas, a lot of that stuff that you, you know that you could learn from us that my grandma used to make, and so they're awesome.
0: And this is National Salsa Month. Yes, you were telling me yes. so, and you're you're coming up with a new salsa every day. So far, <laughs> as of this tape, it's May fifteenth. So we're halfway through the month. But is there is there a salsa that was your favorite standout from the? I don't know how many did you fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> well, year I, I, you know? I like
1: I like Chile Morita, and which is a sun-dried pepper, and it's super tiny. Okay. Um, it's But it's really spicy. Um, so we have to be careful with that, but the flavor is so unique and delicious. Um, so again, that's another thing too that, you know, uh, I like to showcase and talk to people about is the amazing selection of sun-dried peppers, right? right. Because each one of them brings us a, a completely different flavor, a completely different um, profile of the spiciness they can bring to the salsas. So, you know, when you think about it, there is a lot of... Components that can make an an, an amazing salsa.
0: Oh, fun! <laughs> All right. So, what time is dinner tonight? So uh, I know what time, we're about, to come what time <laughs> we get out of here?
1: <laughs> what time are we done recording, Mitch? <laughs> so,
0: tell us where we find you. You're in lots of different places. Where can yeah. we find you? Well,
1: I travel quite a bit. Uh, so, the best way to go is uh, we have a. A page on my website uh, for upcoming events Okay And um, people can see where I'm going to be at uh, Usually um, I'm Great Day St. Louis KMOV on uh, CBS Right uh, So people can watch me there um, With my Great Day St. Louis family uh, They're they're amazing We have a lot of fun every time we do uh, presentations And uh, obviously my website Which is chefmartin.net And on social media um, You're like, prolific
0: uh, Uh, It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. It's it's fun. We like to make it where it's it's not serious. I don't take myself too serious. It's all about ingredients and people learning how to you know have fun with food. So you know, a lot of the times is I find amazing ingredients and I just post something or if I'm doing a presentation or like today we're here with you so we're very proud of that so I Aww. believe we're we're sharing the feed to our friends on, on Facebook so and all social media is going to be Chef Martin Lopez uh, on Instagram Twitter and Facebook
0: very cool well I so appreciate you coming here today oh my God, to Mitch, spend it's, time with us and tell us about all the awesome things you're doing it's awesome I love it
1: it's an honor and I'm so happy to be here and everybody who's listening out there which is an inspiration to all of us, absolutely.
0: I love it. Thanks I love for you Chef too. Martin. Mwah. Kisses, uh, hugs, kisses. bacon and pastries.
1: <laughs> We're there.
0: <laughs> Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you uh, go to iTunes and subscribe to Mishmash and we will catch you next time.